Radio Rap Promo. promo. It's going down. Here's another exclusive interview on K100 Radio. You are tuned to the K100 Radio Hip Hop and R&B. Yeah. Shots of fire. We're back. K100 Radio. I am your host, Blizzard. All right, we're live for a direct line interview right here on K100 Radio, man. We got the homegirl Sunflower is in the building. But hold on real quick. I got to make sure I'm saying this right. I got to make sure. Hold on a second. I'm saying it right. Sunflower to DJ. Are we going with DJ Sunflower? Which one we doing today, Sunflower? Or are we just going with Sunflower? Sunflower to DJ. Just Sunflower. Just Sunflower, but... Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the show. Again, you've been on the show before. She's been a guest on my Points of View segment. Welcome back to the show. Uh, but this time, all right, we're here for some serious business. All right? Uh, we're going to we're gonna talk about the, the new book that she's got. It's called Beat Face. It's talking about a a really serious issue, which is uh, domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and Sunflower DJ is, of course, a DJ, and she does a thing. She puts out uh, she puts out uh, uh, mixtapes. She uh, does, of course, clubs. She does a thing. She's a DJ. All right. Uh, but this book that she's written is a, a a personal story and one that tells her story about being a victim of uh, domestic violence. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the music. I'm gonna give her the floor for a second. Let her form uh, properly introduce herself, uh, formally introduce herself to our listening audience. You've got the floor, Sunflower. Go ahead and tell the people. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Sunflower, the DJ. Everybody pretty much calls me Sunflower. Um, I'm a DJ from Houston, and I moved to Atlanta in 2014. Um, And I've been here working in clubs and putting out mixtapes. I've actually been putting out mixtapes since like 06, though. But um, I started out in strip clubs and moved to regular clubs and events and venues and conferences, and here we are today. And that's where we're at with it. We're here now. And we all here for it. Alright. <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, let's jump into the stuff. Let's jump into the shit. Okay, tell us about the book. Tell us about Beat Face. Beat Face is, 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 a, is a biography of sorts, right, for you, basically, right? Yes, okay. it is. All right. Um, it's, a, it's about a period of time uh, when I dated a, an individual who verbally, physically, and sexually abused me. And I guess, the tra- I, guess, I guess the first thing is the trauma. First of all, there's a, there's a lot of... of of, of issues that come with that that, that 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 go beyond when it happened right then. Like, of course, the actual physical trauma of being beat and, 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 and living through that. But then there's the psychological stuff that lingers on for years and years. What made you want to put right. your story into a book and tell the world about all that? But a lot of people are ashamed of people, of, of, about being, uh, being, uh, being abused. That's why a lot of it doesn't come uh, to fruition and to light. But what made you want to go ahead and put it on Front Street? Well, I was um, actually about to do your show the day before I was about to do Points of View. Um, I was standing in the kitchen uh, cooking dinner with my family. And the crowns that I had in the front of my mouth from from my domestic situation fell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was um, traumatized and I 
then and I knew that I had to be on camera with you. Um, I knew I couldn't get any teeth <laughs> in like uh, 24 hours. Right. So the only thing that I could do was start writing. And, so I, I started writing uh -huh. and I was dropping little excerpts of the things that I had written on, on, face, on Facebook. And a few of my friends were like, you should just go ahead and write a book. Because it started out as just a journal. And then, you know, I, I work at, with uh, women who uh, have suffered domestic violence and I work in some shelters. So it just came to fruition that way. So the 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 crowns that you had they were they were from because you, the the guy abused you and pretty much knocked out your natural teeth and you had to have them replaced and that kind of yeah, that kind he, of brought he all hit the, me in the yeah he hit me in the face he hit me in the face with a gun geez. and mm. I lost my two front teeth so I had crowns on my two front teeth that is uh, a very very traumatic I mean just 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 living through that and going through that. You know, um, I guess I guess the question would be: First of all, did he go? Did did, did he get punished? Like, did, did did anything happen to him? Did, was there any punishment? Did he go to prison? Did he go to jail for doing that to you? Did he get away with it? Uh, he didn't go to jail for doing anything to me personally. Like he had gone to jail once before, uh, and you can read about it in the book. But he had gone to jail once before. Uh -huh. But um, you know, karma has a way of. of of serving its uh, revenge. <laughs> yeah. On the side, very cold, and, and he ended up getting a, a very long sentence for some unrelated things. Mm -hmm. Did you, it, and, and, and I know you put all this in the book, and so if you really want to hear this whole story, um, I'm definitely going to need you guys to uh, go out and support and um, get beat face when it comes out. When is the book drop? Available, when is it available? Is it available now? Can they get it now? Yeah, it's, Yes, they can um, get it now. You can order on um, djmfsunflower.com um, as well as it'll be up on Amazon coming Monday. Yeah, uh -huh. Monday. All right. So uh, definitely you make sure you want to come up and uh, make sure you search it. It's just called, it's called Beat Face uh, by, by Sunflower to DJ. I've, yeah. got the, I've got the image up on the screen for the people over on the Facebook Live. Uh, if you're listening on the Instagram live, or if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, or maybe just go search that real quick. And if you're watching it on YouTube uh, or the Facebook live feed, you can see obviously the cover and everything right there on the screen. All right, Did, what, 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 was there anybody else in, in your story? Is there anybody that didn't want you to tell this story outside of probably this guy? But you know, fuck him, right? But you know what I'm saying? Is there anybody else that didn't want you to tell this story? Maybe your kids, maybe your family members didn't want you to talk about this. Just wanted to bury it, let it be, let it be, stay, let it stay in the past. And was this? A, and also, was this like a, another form of therapy for you? Uh, you know, for dealing with the trauma of it all. Um, well, I, I sat down and had a talk with my family before I ever even released the book. And um, my partner actually read the book before before I released it, period. And he gave me to go ahead, you know, and and I talked to my, my daughter about it because I have a 12 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. So I talked to her about it because, you know, most people know me as a as a DJ and especially at, at her school, and there were, I knew there was going to be a lot of marketing, a lot of push, a lot of promo, a lot of ways that they would be able to see it. Mm -hmm. So even if the kids didn't have the book, because the book is 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 an adult book and it's very graphic, 
Right. Like even if their parents ordered the book, you know, and said anything about it, we had our conversations about it ahead of time so that she would be prepared um, as well as if she knows that if she ever needed to come to me and talk to me about it, um, if she never ever needed to talk to her dad about it, her grandparents, she's got a good support system to be able to, to speak about how she feels. And we, we have very um, open dialogue in our household, so she's able to speak about how she feels about things. And and so and um, well, what did 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 she did she know? Are you are she's twelve years old. Is she allowed to read the book? That's a, I guess I will start right there. Is no, she allowed, she's not allowed to read. No, the book? okay, okay, all right. No, so so I but does she does she she does know about the, the fact that you were abused and things like that? You know, at some point she's going to read it. I'm yes. sure when she's get when she get old enough. Yes, like know. she she does it well. I mean, I don't uh, you know like his kind of they do understand but they i don't think she could totally understand domestic violence in yeah. its totality at 12 maybe not unless she's, um, unless she's witnessed it firsthand you know what i'm saying right 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 and she never witnessed anything let's be clear so she never witnessed any violence towards me whatsoever okay right so yeah well i i, I guess that that would that, that would be very tricky so these are the things that you don't think about when you when you are a consumer when you're just somebody who's saying oh they got a book out you know you don't think about the effect telling a story like this has on the whole family you feel me that you know from every both sides of the family even the guy that did it even though he doesn't really deserve any consideration what his family may feel or whatever because you know it could if some stories get out like like uh ike turner for instance you know what i'm saying like ike turner uh, that movie came out, and of course, everybody, rightfully so, vilified Ike Turner. But what about Ike Turner's kids, or what about his family of siblings? Like, it's like, oh, your brother's a monster, or your family member's a monster, or whatever. And then they start getting thrown into the limelight inadvertently just because of the actions of him. Um, so it's like a lot of people that well, for you know, for me, um, like in the acknowledgments, even at the beginning of the book, it says you know because there are a lot of other people named in the book as well, you uh-huh. know, right. So the names were changed to to protect the innocent and the guilty. So some people may, um, unless they were, you know, there with me at that, that point in my lifetime, um, they they may have some idea about who I'm talking about in the book, but I'd never name the person directly. Right. That's to avoid the lawsuits and crazy stuff, too, also. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 that part, too. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, so, you know, so they may have ideas, but, you know, it, unless they know me, know me, like, and we're really, really close, they have no idea, you know, who the person is well, at this point. Right. I, I, and so, you know, hey. So unless he came out and said, yo, that was me, <laughs> right. Then we are where we are with it. Who's gonna want to? Who's gonna want to admit this? You know, to to, to 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 that. So, um, you know, we're Facebook friends, and we see a lot of. I see a lot of stuff that you post on social media. You know, some of it is be fun. Some of it funny. We've had our arguments on social media. Of course, that's 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 part of social media. You feel me? Still love you. Still fuck with you. Yeah. But we do that. You know what I'm saying? Of course. It's because we both just really don't really give a damn, and we gonna you know we we some opinionated uh people. Both of us, and so it's always uh, it's always absolutely it's always fun to go back and forth with you on certain subjects. You know what I'm saying? So when you're when you're on social media and and you're talking about a, 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 a topic, and then domestic violence comes up, you feel me? And then you you've actually been through that. You know how do you how do you 
how do you hold it in? How do you tame it? Or do, are there are there some lines that you just won't cross because you actually been a victim of domestic violence? That you know, because we both both of us are really free and really unforgiving about what we say on social media. But is there something <laughs> is there something that, that that draws a line because you actually been through that that you won't necessarily joke about when it comes down to that particular subject or you know, is it something that's like, hey, it is what it is. I'll still talk about it because, you know, it needs to be talked about. How do you feel about that and engaging people on social media about domestic violence? It For me, it it is it is what it is because everybody has, like you said, you know, out, we're very opinionated people. Everybody has their own opinions of things, you know, and, and throughout this process, I've been asked a lot of questions. Some I didn't want to answer, but I did. Um you know, um, I don't, I don't get upset about it. I don't let it bother me. Uh huh. Um, and I and I discuss it with people if they want to know, because it, you know, there are so many stereotypes and stigmas about domestic violence. So um, unless you've been through it, then people don't understand, which is part of the reason why I put out the book, because it gives people some understanding as to why women stay that's a good question that's a good part i i listen because i'm a because i'm a i'm i i, I was never i didn't grow up in an abusive uh household so i don't understand it and i'm a i'm a six foot two 240 pound man i, I I'm, I'm hard to intimidate so i don't i don't i don't understand what it's like to to live in constant fear or intimidation like i i just I don't, I don't, I, it doesn't comprehend to me. And I don't put my, I, I don't, I don't know if my kids understand it because I don't subject them to that, you know, but so I can't, I can't say that I can relate, but I've always wanted that question. Like, why don't people just leave? Because, and we've had this discussion before, I think on social media where it's like, okay, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the police drop the ball, but in my experience with the police and I've had a fair share, you know what I'm saying? Not for this, but for other shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, when you hit if you if you if you hit a woman, they pulling up and you going to jail, ASAP. They're not playing with you. So for, for like in modern times, I know back in late back in the day they would let it slide because the police used to beat their wives' asses and all kind of shit like that too. So they they pull up and it was okay. But now it seems like in modern modern times in in this country, not everywhere, but in this country, you you absolutely going to jail. If, I've seen it where they come in and they take the woman to jail because she swung back. So for me, it's always like, right. okay, why why do people sit there, let this guy beat him, and then get up and go to work the next day? Or he gets up and goes to work the next day. Why don't they just run right off to the police station right then and have him locked up, put a restraining order on him? Tell me some of the some of the psychological reasons that women don't do that. And if you did, did you do that the first time that, that, that this guy abused you? And if you didn't, what made you not do it? Okay, well, the, the, the first time I was beaten... Um, I was pretty much in shock and then the person kept me with them after the situation so I couldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I could run to the police or go anywhere because he kept me with him and then after that it began to become verbal abuse so then a person begins to kind of break down your self esteem um they get to you psychologically. So a, a narcissist then turns a person into a codependent, which is what I talk about in the book, because I became codependent on that volatile relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
luckily we didn't have any children together, but I know a lot of women stay because of their children. And, and that's a problem because, um, especially today, you can't just run off with somebody's kids, as, uh, with a man. You can't just run off with a man's kids. So, like, that, that's also dangerous for, for some women. Some of them don't have the income or the money to leave. Um, like, I had to leave states. I had to leave the state of Texas right. to find safety. And that's not always easy, of course. Obviously, we've seen that, you know, yeah, especially if you don't I work. Did, you know. It was lucky that I had somewhere else to go. Sometimes people don't have anywhere else to go. Or sometimes they have, like I've dealt with women who have um, family members who don't believe it. Or they won't take them in. Or they won't help them. And, then, and it's hard in the shelter. Especially when you have children. It's hard in the shelter. Like that, that's, it, although it's helping you, there's no way of living. Mm-hmm. So, like, some women will even go to shelters for some point in time, and then they'll just give up and go back home to the to the same to that same abusive relationship because that is to that, the, is, to uh, that same abusive relationship. What, 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 because what, being in a shelter is kind of I don't know if anybody some people have never been to jail, but being in a shelter is somewhat similar to being in jail. You know, like you have you don't have, really have any freedom. You um, do, you get up when they tell you to get up, you eat when they tell you to eat, you, you do whatever somebody else is telling you to do. So if I'm going to go and be in a place where I'm sleeping on bunk beds with, you know, with other, with a hundred, 200 other people around and their children, um, and there's still somebody telling me what to do, I might as well, some people feel like they might as well go back home and deal with what they've been dealing with to begin with. I guess maybe that rationale, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I, I have. I gotta ask you a real question. Did you ever consider killing him? I'm a, yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer of, of of if a woman is literally getting hit in the face with the butt of a fucking gun and getting her teeth knocked out, I'm perfectly okay with her blowing his fucking brains out when he sleep. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, well, I'm he not, wasn't asleep. He was wide awake. <laughs> he got everybody. Everybody got to sleep. Everybody got to fucking sleep. Every human being on this planet has to fucking sleep. He has to. He has he to right. go to sleep. He has to. It's physically impossible. He has to go to sleep. You feel me? And I'm just like, yeah. Cut his fucking throat. Beat him in the fucking face. Throw hot grits and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know you may go to jail for that, and and, and society is gonna is gonna probably convict you of that. But I'm um. At, at at some point, I'm just like, you know, have you ever considered just fucking blowing his brains out with his own damn gun? Do you know what I'm saying? I did, and uh, tried to. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I I I because I mean, depending on um, I'm in a jury pool in my county, and um, if I ever get called in on on that case, she walking. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's gonna be a hung jury. Right. She's not going. I'm not sending. Any, I'm not sending any woman. I'm not going in there and sitting down with twelve other people and sending a woman to prison. That fucking Especially if you got pictures, you know what I'm saying? If you got clear evidence, this guy fucking beat the shit out of you and you decided to just fucking kill him. Um, I'm not necessarily sending this woman to prison. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be that one person that's like, yeah, nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? And you need total conviction in Georgia, baby. So you might walk. But anyway, I just wanted to ask you that like on some real shit. But, you know, we don't want to. Yeah, wanna... I, and, I, and I talk about that in the book because, yes, I did. I did. Like, I had gotten fed up, and, and that was a thought of, yeah, it was a thought on my mind. 
and it was an action that, uh, uh, and that was ultimately the day that I ended up getting my teeth knocked out because he was able to overpower me when I had the gun. Oh, okay. That's is that that part's in the book too. That part's in the book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. On Instagram Live, uh, someone says they've been there and they've done that. Uh, real talk, just walk away in progress, which is what you did. Eventually, you just walked away and and look where you're at now. Of course, my method of, of, of solving things is I'm I'm is is completely not the right thing to do. I'm not telling you to go out and kill somebody, ladies. But I'm just saying. Well, it, I, I mean, understand. you know, you know like what I'm it's saying? easier it's easier said than done to, right. to walk away, which is some of the things that I describe in the book. You know, it's easier to it's easier said than done because, like, I would leave, and he would come and find me. So it was necessary for me to to leave the state. Period. And then, like, I I left I left Texas, and then I went to Mississippi. And then I left Mississippi and ultimately ended up in Georgia. So, like, I, I had to leave. And then, like, even though I still had social media, I was still kind of hiding. Like, I was still posting things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was posting things on my Instagram. I was still making mixtapes. Like, nobody knew about any of this these things that I was suffering or that I was going through. Like, even my own parents didn't know. Like, my mom came and picked me up. And she didn't know what was going on. It was just like I just, I want to come home, and, and I have the type of parents that are like that that you can always come home. Luckily, I have those type of parents that you right. can always come home no matter what. Right. So I, my mom was like, "Well, you want to come? Come on, I'll come get you." And she came and got me. Like my mom had no idea that I was being abused at all. Why did? Why not? Why didn't you tell her that? Uh, uh, what's up, Tasha? That was Tasha. That was Tasha. That asked the question over on Instagram Live. Shout out to her. Why, why, but why didn't you? Why didn't you tell? Were you embarrassed to tell your family that you was being abused? And if so, was it because you were embarrassed? What 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 would, what would be the embarrassment of telling them that? Because you can't control this crazy ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody. I mean, why didn't you tell them that you were being abused? Because I'm no. If it's if it's my if I got a daughter, you feel me? The only reason why my daughter. The only logical reason I can think for my daughter not to tell me that is because she don't want her daddy to go to jail because she know I'm coming and I ain't coming to talk. If a motherfucker put their hands on her, I'm not coming to talk. And that's, I'm not calling and that's the police. what it was. Like I'm how, up, how can I tell right. my father? Right. You know, like how how can I tell my father? My 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 dad my dad's not with the shit. So you know what I'm saying? So like right. how can I tell my dad that that like even when the book was coming out, like my dad thought it was something recent. So he called me up on the phone and he was like, what is this shit? Who doing what? What are we doing? What are... I'm like, Dad, it's okay. It was like 2010. Right. Like, this... you can chill, Dad. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, because you know, that he was like, I'm old, so, you know, I ain't got no problem going to prison. I'm probably going to die anyway. Yeah. I'm like, no, Dad, like, we're not going to kill anybody. It's over. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I, didn't talk to, to, I didn't talk to my mom about it. Because she gonna tell daddy first just, of all. <laughs> she uh, yeah, tell daddy. she was gonna tell. Yeah, first of all, she was gonna tell. Right, <laughs> and then she was gonna tell all my uncles and all that. So I did, you know, like it was, it was like no need for that. And then I also knew that there was no point in telling them if I was gonna keep going back. I had to make up the decision in my mind to not go back. Yes, I told it. Now, now listen, listen, I am. So in agreement with you with this that, that that last statement, ladies. You feel me? Shout out to uh Miss Carmel Cutie. 
Vina, what's going on? She's checking in. She says you got a powerful story. A lot of women have been through abuse, um, you know, and, and were embarrassed uh, to tell. So, um, you know, she, 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 maybe she can relate. And she's uh, also co-signing what you're saying about that over on Instagram Live. So, listen, that, that last statement, though, I totally understand. Because if you know you're going to go back, then it, then, it, then, it, then it really does put a dull on your claims and, and it makes it makes it just seem like you're just stupid or you know and then that's that's even more that's like doubly embarrassing to, to for people to know that this guy beat your ass and then you went back so then people are looking at you even and crazier it. you know what I'm saying it then then you know then then keeping it a secret it's like 10 times worse because you went back if you know you ain't leaving so and and then too like for me it was like why set my people up to go to prison or be hurt or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, from that's, I think at, I'm, I'm from the street, so I think of things in sort of a street manner. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, for me, it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to go back, there's no need in having, like, my brothers and my cousins and uncles come over here, rough this nigga up, you know what I'm saying, do all of this, and I'm going to come right back. Right. And then... There's, you know, there's also that point where he was a street nigga also, so he can retaliate against them because they can't. So it was like, there's no sense in getting anybody into ninety hurt or harm somebody else. I had to formally make the decision myself that I'm going to leave and I'm never coming back. And it didn't need to be a situation where it needed to be violent. It didn't need to be a situation where it needed to be a lot of ruckus. I just walked away with the clothes that I had on my back and never turned around. Yeah. I got to salute you on that. We're coming up on the end of the segment. We're coming up on the end of the segment. You feel me? And um, that's just a countdown. We don't, we, we don't have to shut off right in 60 seconds, but. We're coming up to the end of the segment on the uh, on the live feed. So if you guys are listening live and you guys are watching live over here on the uh, actual broadcast, uh, DJ Raver uh, will be coming up uh, shortly here at um, seven o'clock p.m. And um, you know we're still over here on the Facebook live feed and the uh, Instagram live feed with Sunflower the DJ. And we're talking about her new book that she's got out called Beat Face. It's a personal story. It's a biography uh, about her um, her um, uh, dealing with uh, domestic abuse. You feel me? And she's used her platform. So um, if you're listening to the uh, show on the broadcast, um, in a second, uh, DJ Raver is going to uh, pop in because he's scheduled to come on at about 7 o'clock p.m. But 10 seconds. In about 10 seconds, you're going to hear DJ Raver. But um, <laughs> on the Facebook live feed and the Instagram live feed, we'll uh, continue this conversation for a couple of seconds. I got one question I want to ask. Your platform as a DJ, and um, do you talk about the uh, time in the strip club in the book. Do you talk about that in the book? Any? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, your time as a uh, as as a as a as a as a DJ, your time as a dancer, uh, working in strip clubs and stuff like that. All of that comes in is, yep. is, is going to come up. And I guess when you when you, how do you use the platform to 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 say okay? Because I know there's a lot of women in in, in, in entertainment and in strip clubs and in both of those industries. You know, there's misogyny, a high level of it. You feel what I'm saying? And yes. how do you how do you say, okay, I I I I I've been a dancer, I, I I've been a DJ, we we play hip hop or whatever, which has a lot of misogynistic lyrics and stuff like that. And then you want to tell this story and tell women to um, walk away or to hold their head high. How do you combat 
the people that's going to come back and say, well, look, you're kind of pushing this whole thing going forward because, you know, look at both of these platforms that you've used as a female yourself to catapult where you're at as a DJ. What do you say to that? Okay, well, um, uh, I was a paramedic, so dancing was like a, a, a stepping stone into into DJ and, um, and shout out to DJ KDJ for putting me on to that. Um, so like I, um, that is where I initially met him and that's where I initially left dancing. Right. Like I walked away from that and I walked away from dancing at the same time and I, and I never turned back. Um, there are some decisions that people make in their life that, that may not be suitable for others that others may not agree with. But if you read the book, you'll understand why I was in the strip club and why I was doing what I was doing at that point in time. But I knew that I couldn't continue to stay in the strip club. So that's when I moved into DJing. And not only am I a DJ, but I am an accountant. So, like, it's not just that, you know, I just do that. I, I've since graduated from college. I'm in school now for a finance degree. So, like, everything is a stepping stool to something else. So even if you are down at the bottom, you you work your way to the top. You you take what you have and you make the best of it and continue to grow. There's no reason that you have to stay at the bottom. You can always flourish. I am the epitome of change. You can do whatever it is that you put your mind to. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And it doesn't matter what anybody say about you because people talk about everybody. I, I'm, I'm not so much a Christian, but they say people talk about Jesus Christ. They will talk. People will talk about you no matter what you do. Right. People talk about Bill Gates. Then people talk about uh, uh, um, Jay-Z. People talk about Beyonce, Rihanna, all of those people. But you have to take those stones and build your own ladder. Yeah, because whatever is thrown at you, you got to succeed. Take it and succeed with it. Because I get talked about all the time. What difference does it make? It, it's not changing anything in my life. It has not even either increased or decreased my pay grade. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we got to leave it right there. We would we would be just chopping it up with live with uh, the homegirls uh, Sunflower. Uh, DJ Sunflower, Sunflower the DJ, and we've been talking about her new book. You guys make sure that you go and get it. It's called Beat Face, all right? It's going to be available on Amazon this Monday, all right? Make sure you follow it on, on, on social media, at Sunflower the DJ. Make sure you connect with her and uh, listen, uh, listen to her story. And you can get it at www.djmfsunflower.com. You can order it there now. Okay, yeah. It, it, we've already been shipping them out. All right. So make sure you get it, man. And a salute to you. Glad you had a chance to tell your story. All right. Whenever, whenever I crank points, if you back up, of course, you know you're going to be a welcome guest, guest again. And this time we're going to do it without the mask. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. K100 Radio, we are out right now, man. That was our last direct line interview with Sunflower the DJ. Make sure you go get that book. Support these uh up-and-coming authors, man. Some of this stuff gets turned into a movie, and then they end up on HBO. Then you're going to be wanting to get a, get tickets, and you be want to hang out and be in the VIP and all this other kind of shit. Support them now where the grind starts at. All right? Make sure you follow us on Instagram at K100 underscore radio. Same thing on Twitter. Like our, our Facebook page. Uh, if you missed any part of this interview, again, you can catch it on SoundCloud or you can catch it on um, YouTube after the fact. We'll post them up within the next 24 hours. We're out of here. DJ Raver is up next on K100 Radio. Shout out to everybody that checked us out tonight for these direct line interviews. 
Appreciate the support. You dig? You are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. This is your boy Lil Wayne. Hey, what's up? This your boy Crown. K100 Radio. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Music first. Playing the hottest hip-hop and R&B in the nation. K100 Radio.